This episode is made possible by PwC. The future calls for digital transformation you can trust. That's why the new equation is business-led and cloud-forward, using secure technologies to drive tax-efficient solutions for today and tomorrow. It's how people and technology work together to transform transformation. See how the new equation is building trust and security with the latest tech at thenewequation.com. Facebook leads the industry in stopping bad actors online. That's because they've invested $13 billion in teams and technology to enhance safety over the last five years. It's working. In just the past few months, they've taken down 1.7 billion fake accounts to stop bad actors from doing harm. But working to reduce harmful and illicit content on their platforms is never done. Learn more about how they're helping people connect and share safely at about.fb.com safety. Welcoming back to the Crotch Out Radio Show, the most electrifying autistic cisgender female in porn. The Puerto Rican Bionic Booty, supporter of our warriors. The engineering mistress, La Boricua Bella, Mercedes Carrera. Hey. Hello, hello. How are you? I'm well. This can be. Mm-hmm. How are you? Uh, wet. It's rainy. It's disgusting in New York City today, so. Yep. Yeah. Oh, wow, it's really pouring right now. So. Yeah. yeah. Sure. So, how's everybody? Are you guys all cooped up again? Did they put you back on the lockdown? No, we're not done yet. Okay. So. Okay, so out here we've got, we've got like two major fires raging. Oh. We have the Santa Ana's every fucking year. For probably, I mean, I don't know, as long as probably recorded history, fuck if I know. We've had Santa Ana's. We have above ground electrical wires that they have not fixed. Oh. You know, and, and instead of putting money into that budget, they keep throwing money into these stupid trains that go to nowhere. Mm. Um, <laughs> we had, was it, Governor Jerry Brown, twice in the last 40 years, who literally raped our budget. And stole money and um, like $8 billion this last time. He, he pulled the same scam in the 70s. And instead of putting the goddamn uh, power wires underground, um, they created this, this bullet train to nowhere system. And so now we have these fires every fucking time. Mm. They know it's going to happen. And uh, they won't fix it. They won't do controlled burns. And so, again, now we have, you know, like two 15,000-acre fires, people evacuated, you know, so then they have to do these patch jobs, they have to airdrop water. I mean, it, it's just a joke. This state is falling apart. California has become a third-world country. Yeah, California. But it's, but it's all completely, it's all completely uh, predictable, yeah. and they could, they could literally predict it. They could completely um, prevent all of this if they were to, to be smart. Oh, wow. And they, they won't. Yeah. They know it's coming every year. Every year. Same time of year. 
I mean, the power line's above ground. The power generator's above ground. All this shit should be below ground. Mm-hmm. So, there you go. And this is what's coming to all of America. Because this is what happens when you throw money into social uh, social programs as opposed to infrastructure. Mm-hmm. What do you want? You want more useless people who do nothing but take, or do you want infrastructure? No, I hear you. I hear you. I mean, it's. Uh, I mean, the same thing is kind of happening here in New York. I mean. Um especially when it comes to the MTA, they could, they can make a lot of money. Uh, like, uh, candidate, uh, well, when Larry Sharp, the, uh, libertarian candidate for governor was running, he had a plan on how the MTA could actually make all the money that it needs without actually getting any type of public funding. Yeah. But of course, you know, no one listens. So, I mean, in fact, it would make everything better because, um, like, like, and this is, this is something that could be done, uh, nationwide, all the, all the tracks, all the train tracks that are just sitting there, not being used at all. They could be, be rented to, uh, these private companies and they pay to maintain these tracks and they could, um, more economically and environmentally friendly, uh, transport their, um, their products. I mean, everyone's so worried about cutting the carbon, cutting the carbon. I mean, they're, they're you know, which goes to show that they're not really trying to uh, cut carbon emissions because there's like very simple economic solutions to do all that, but they won't do it. Right, right, right. It's all about. Right, which is, I mean, it's kind of like, I mean, and if you read read out the shrugged, that's, I mean, that's kind of what it, they were dealing with, what Ayn Rand was writing about. Atlas what? Atlas Shrugged. Shrugged. If you read Atlas Shrugged, that she was writing about the um, the railroad magnet. Okay. That, that's exactly what it, she was talking about. Was you know back in the day they were they were privately owned the railways and then and then the um, the uh, uh, the nation uh, uh, made them public. Because so, everybody's like, oh, you know, these so unfair. These these private moguls own them, and mm-hmm. oh, these robber barons. You know, these things need to be need to be uh, held by the nation. And so now you you get what you got, which is they're, they're dilapidating. Because that's what happened. Yeah. So what else so are you? So what else are yeah. you looking at? So um, as you know, we we spoke yesterday briefly offline. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if you had a chance to look it up, but um, BLM. Uh, I'm sure if you looked up, you saw that BLM has come out with a bunch of lawsuits and settlements um, on all the protesting that they were doing. So this confirms everything that I said, mm-hmm. and some of you probably heard when I was on uh, Gavin McInnes' show. For you know, I should call him tonight. Um, but these BLM riots are a cover for a mass shakedown. This is what they are. So all these protesters are useful idiots. That what they're doing, they are going out. Look, 
this is like what they do internationally, right? So, mm-hmm. you know, everybody was blaming George Soros. Now, with Soros and Project Democracy um, and these international movements are, they create these color revolutions where they also get useful idiots, right? And they go out and they, they create um, these protests to overthrow local government. And they're doing it right now in Thailand. They're doing it in Burma. They're doing it in Belarus, right? Mm-hmm. If you're following that. There was even a blurb about Kyrgyzstan, right? These are usually CIA-led ops that are run by NGOs, non-government organizations, that usually get covert funding from State Department, right? And what they're trying to do is overthrow local governments to put in puppet governments that are going to be um, friendly to uh, State Department-run or U.S. governments, right? Now, that's not the case. That's not what BLM is doing, though. Similar tactic, different outcome. Mm -hmm. The outcome for BLM, what they're looking for, is an opportunity to shake down local governments for tax dollars. Because they're not trying to overthrow the U.S. government. Mm-hmm. That's not what they're trying to do here, right? They're not trying to overthrow the, the New York state government. or Because notice where they're doing it. They're doing it in, low, in liberal city centers, right? They're doing it in New York. They're doing it in Austin, Texas. They're doing it in, in Seattle, Portland, right? Mm-hmm. Nevada, uh, uh, Las Vegas, even L.A., right? So they're doing it in places where they're friendly, they weren't doing it in Dallas. They're not doing it in red states. So mm. why are they doing it in friendly areas? Here's why. They're doing it because they know that they're doing it jurisdictionally. They have tight laws about what the police can and can't do. And what that means is that then they have a jurisdictional issue where they can go and sue a, a, the police for any sort of use of force. Mm-hmm is outside of what is jurisdictionally um, acceptable. Things like rubber bullets, tear gas, right? Mm-hmm. So they have organizers there who say, hey, we caught the police using batons. We caught them using rubber bullets. And so this is why, like, when you saw, you know, what they were doing in, let's say, Portland, they were doing everything they could to antagonize the police there. Yeah. Right? So, so you know, it, this is where you saw... Um, Let's say urine being used. Oh, yeah. You saw, you saw vomit, right? Mm-hmm. So every single tactic that they were using, they were using a lot of really aggressive tactics, and they, the tactics got more and more aggressive as, as the length of time got went on because they were trying to get as much um, retribution as possible so that they could get really strong losses. Now, the reason that they were fit when the feds came in is that the feds exposed the organization, right? Because the feds being there showed that they had organizational tools. They had a uniformity of, of what they were using, right? Right. That's what I'm saying. Like, so you know, this is where, like, that that kind of shit really um, was, a, um, was a problem. So who who do you think if it's not George Soros who is behind this? Well, so take a look at who the, the main organizers were for BLM. This stuff started with the Obama administration. Mm-hmm. So who's in Chicago? It gets who crawled out out of its fucking hole recently. It was on the Political View yesterday. Rahm Emanuel, 
Who came out to stump for Biden this week? Barack Obama. Hmm. That that is who, who that's who who is at the epicenter of and if take a look, I mean if you look at who who um created Barack Obama, you know, take a look at who who his origins were. There's a there's a um there's an unauthorized biography that came out about Barack Obama by Webster Tarpley. It was published in 2008. That um, that unauthorized biography uh, it talks about the origins of his uh, political background, mm-hmm. and that one, you know, really talks about his origins in in the hatred of this country. You know. It's, and it's really, it's fascism. It's proto-fascism and it's fascism. And there's a reason. Look, I mean, Joe Biden was his VP. I mean, this is, this is what people are voting in when they vote for him. Hmm. I don't know why people don't connect those dots. I mean, to vote for, for Biden is to vote for the same dynasty. Well, that's because no one look, no one looks into it because they just hear, they get all their news from like the the rap stations, and it's like you're still a victim, and Trump is this, Trump is a racist, Trump is a fascist. Right. That's all you hear. Um, like um, I don't know if you're able to listen to the radio over there. There's this show right. called The Breakfast Club, uh, called uh, Charlemagne the God, and every time he he's had um. He's had a uh, 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 um, Kamala Harris, and uh, had um, uh, 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 what's her name? Something Clinton, um, Hillary Clinton, right? On there, and he doesn't ask the hard questions. He doesn't. Oh, of course not. <laughs> I of mean, they're softballs. Yeah. Well, these people don't understand what fascism is. Mm-hmm. Fascism is, by definition, a leftist philosophy. Uh, uh, Donald Trump, by definition, cannot be a fascist. Fascists are not are not rightists. You know, when you talk about, let's say, let's talk about the Nazis, for mm-hmm. example. The reason that the nationalist socialists were fascists is that they were a leftist ideology. It was in opposition to the conservative right um, um, that was in power at the time. Hitler was not was not a a conservative leader. The nationalist socialists were a progressive left group. They were national socialists, but na- not the censor. Mm-hmm. They were national socialists. The, people people misunderstand that just because he was in opposition to communism, they don't understand that they were still uh, socialists, national socialists. Right. So why do you why do you Americans don't understand this? Yeah, why do you think Americans, uh, well, mostly on the left, they attribute Nazism to people on the right? Because there's because Americans don't understand the conditions in Europe, um, and how different they were to the American system. So Americans think that because racism was endemic to the South. Mm-hmm. And that, for some reason, Americans don't seem to understand their own political system, too. Ironically, Americans have such short memory span 
they forget that the Democrats were also the racist party. Mm-hmm. It's an ironic thing in our country. Right. The Democrats are the party of racism. The Democrats were the party of, and are the party of slavery. For some reason, people forget this. It was the Republican Party that fought for the liberty of, of the slaves. Mm-hmm. The Democrats were, were the ones who were slaveholders. And it is the Democrats now who fight to keep the colored people, as it were, on the plantation. That is the truth. But, you know, I mean, there's a reason that, you know, they now say, well, you know, if you're colored, you must vote for the Democratic Party. Oh, yeah. I get get that all the time. I get that all the time. It's like, um... Like when people find out I'm a registered uh, Republican, right? They're like, "Why? Why? They're racist. They hate you." And then I go into the, I go into. Well, first of all, I, I the only time I've ever been called a spick was some, by someone with who voted for Democrats because uh-huh. because they act like I I betrayed them or something. Um, I mean, the only time I've been anything racist has ever happened to me was by, was done by a Democrat. When I've hung out with the proud, when I hang out with the proud boys, when I've been in Republican right-leaning settings, that just doesn't happen. No, of course not. Well, and and Frederick Douglass was a Republican and, and, you know, the history Mm -hmm. of the Republican party was the Republicans were the party of freeing the slaves yeah you understand american history well i mean one one argument that they make when you when you bring that up is oh well there was a switch there was a yeah, switch they, and, that, and that was and 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 again that is the wool being pulled over their eyes mm-hmm. because i always say and when did that happen and they can't answer that question can they no when did that happen no well here's what happened when mm-hmm. fdr fdr the new deal happened mm-hmm. basically what happened was it, it was it was again the plantation here i'm going to give you a bunch of stuff and you're going to be quiet and you're going to stay on the plantation that's what happened here here little slaves i'm going to give you some things and you're going to be quiet and you're going to stay on the plantation and vote for me that's what happened hmm. the new deal here little slaves I'm going to give you some money, and you're going to shut up, and you're going to vote for me. It was it was it was welfare, and then and then it was Johnson's New America. You're bought off and told to shut up. That's what happened. Right. So it was the New Deal, and then it was Johnson's. So the New Deal started it, and Johnson's Great New America finished it. Mm-hmm. So whenever they they can't answer the question, I answer it for them. No. And they go, huh? Really? Yeah, really. That's when it happened. You got bought off, first for Social Security, and a chicken in every pot, and then for some EBT. Yeah. That's what your liberty cost you. But my question, well, going back to the original uh, topic... Uh, to hopefully tie everything in when it comes to BLM, how come they don't understand? You have one minute left. Oh, okay. Call, call me back. Yeah. All right. 
Okay, so like I was uh, asking before we had to um, take an impromptu break, um, <clears throat> when it comes to BLM, um, yeah. you know, they all know that the government won't do anything for them. Um, and, yeah. and it's and, and usually a lot of this happens in Democrat controlled cities and they're allowed yeah. to um, they're allowed to loot and, and do whatever they want. And a lot of times, especially in New York City, they don't face charges um, like I like yeah. I said on Sunday, they're 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 mad at the police for actually trying right. to get them off the Brooklyn Bridge, um, which. You know, like I was, uh, I did a show last night with a friend of mine, um, you know, uh, uh, reviewing um, a video done by Spencer Sunshine, who, if you don't know who he is, he is a um, a, a leader in Antifa. And uh, the person interviewing him, who happened to be a black person, um, <clears throat> was uh, discussing how the, the right likes to hit him with cars. And I made yeah. the point is like, you don't want to get hit by a car. Don't march in the street. Don't go on the highways. Cause I mean, it, it's right. like you, you, you know, they, they do, they, they, they love to block people, uh, block ambulances. Like what, right. what, like, but with that, with that, uh, nothing barely happens to them legally. So Right, my right, question, right. my question is, where where is the struggle? Where is the where's the race? Where's the uh, systemic right. racism that they uh, scream well, about? I mean, here's the thing. Look, if you have, let's say, let's say you have a district where people are paid up, where everybody, mm -hmm. let's say you have these litigators who go, hey, we know a way to get all this money. Like, let's say I know that there's twenty million in this coffer, mm -hmm. and we're all going to get our hands on it, right? Because we have these litigators who go, hey, I know a way we can get this money. All we need is about 3,000 of these fucking idiots that are going to go march. And all I need... Now, the real victims in this are probably, let's say, the, the cops, right? Right. So I'm going to make sure a bunch of them get injured in this protest, right, if I'm mm. a litigator. Yep. But I don't care about that because my goal is to get my hands on that $20 million, mm -hmm. right? So I'm going to throw these fucking idiot protesters, these useful idiots out there. They're going to go in on these cops. Cops are going to get injured, right? Right. I don't care about these fucking utilities. They can get run over by cars. It doesn't matter to me. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because I got the judges in my pocket. I got these these uh, these uh, mayors are in my pocket. Everyone's going to get a hand, you know slice of these funds, right? Mm -hmm. Everybody's in on this. This is why it's happening in a liberal city, right? Almost. Right. Right. Everybody, every, it's all corrupt. So we're all in on this. We're all getting a slice of the pie, right? Right, right. That's why it's happening. That's why it's really happening in places like, like Portland, where you have everybody from the top down, from the mayor down. Everybody in these districts is sympathetic to the Antifa mm -hmm. and to the BLM. They're all a bunch of communists, right? Right. They're really sympathetic to the cause, and they also really like that money. Yes. So, you know, and notice how when they were done with it, all of a sudden the whole fucking place went up on fire. It's a good way to get rid of all those those useful idiots because suddenly all those little mess towns just light up on fire. There was a little blurb where, hey, they're expecting mass casualties. How many of those fucking useful idiots suddenly uh, went up in smoke? Nobody knows, right? Right. 
the dog was thoroughly wagged. Who cares? Fucking disposable protesters. Am I right? Right. Isn't that convenient? Totally convenient. Whole little town just suddenly went up in flames. See where I'm going with it? Yes. And hey, if some of them get, you know, knocked off the Brooklyn Bridge here and there, what fucking difference does it make? All the better, because then they can't identify who the organizers are. Mm-hmm. You know, so that's how this works. And all those hands, all that money then goes back into the pot of things like the DNC, where it gets washed thoroughly. Mm-hmm. All the better for it to happen during an election That's why it's happening right now. Right now, all those settlements settlements are being made. If you look it up, without numbers, there's no there's no numerical value. Hey, settlement was made. Settlement was made. Some of them are through the ACLU. Some of them are not. But they're all being made. Yeah, I mean, this is some of the this. I'm I'm trying to look for it. I'm using DuckDuckGo. Uh, yeah. So I this is one of them. Uh, four people who were arrested after a Phoenix BLM protest wound up in ICE custody. Protesters sue NYPD and City Hall over violent policing policing at BLM protests. Is that it? <laughs> there's there's a lot of them. I had a friend look them up, mm-hmm. <clears throat> and he was going to send me. A bunch of them. You're going to have to look for me because keep in mind I'm in here. Right. He read a bunch of them off and he was going to send me the links. He, he read like 10 or 12 of them for me. I don't know exactly where he found them, but I know they're in there. Right. And they were everything from uh, rubber bullets to tear gas. One was in Austin. One was oh, in here Vegas, it is. One he, was in Indianapolis. Yeah, I have one. I have a, well, it's a video, so you can't, um, you won't be able to hear it for some reason. But there were, there were like, there were law settlements. I don't know where he was looking, and I don't want to name him. Oh, here, but, um, yeah, here it is. Um, lawsuit claims Las Vegas police used violent, reckless tactics during BLM protest. Uh-huh. A newly filed lawsuit alleges Las Vegas police used violent crowd control tactics during Black Lives Matter protests and deployed those tactics on people who were uh, who are of no threat to police. Of course, they're going to say that police and the public, as well as legal yeah. observers and journalists. Yeah. <clears throat> and there were settlements, too. I know there were some settlements made. Um, so I'm sure if you dig around because you have the internet and I don't, right. you will find settlements. If you if you also search ACLU, I know it's helping with a bunch of them. And like I said, you know, there's like probably if you have LexisNexis, you can get into stuff too. But my point is, this is typical. What they're doing is this is mafia <laughs> shit. They're mm-hmm. basically using mafia tactics via the legal system. Oh, here I found I found one. I this is uh, this probably. Uh, uh, the IMPD, uh, Indiana, Indiana, and Indianapolis Police Department, and the Indianapolis uh, Metropolitan Police Department have agreed to settle a federal lawsuit filed by the American Civil Liberties Union on behalf of protesters from the Springs uh, social justice demonstration that will curb police use of tear gas in future uh, attempts to control peaceful crowds. Okay, first of all, <clears throat> I hate this double double speak. If they have to use tear gas, you're not 
being peaceful. Like honestly, I mean, where uh, like I've been, I've been in rallies and and um, when I was with Anonymous. Um, not the hackers, but, uh, I was with the group called anonymous and we would do, uh, weekly raids on the church of Scientology, um, celebrity center in Times square. And we would just be trolling them across the street. The cop, they were cops there and they just let us shout at the church and we didn't get hit with no, with no, uh, 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 you know, uh, uh, tear gas. It's you know, okay. So, anyways, back to the article. Uh, Indy Ten Black Lives Matters filed the uh, the suit in uh, July, claiming that the first and fourth amendment rights of the demonstration to peacefully protest were violated when uh, IMD uh, IMPD resorted to tear gas to break up the crowds and responded to widespread looting and right. Okay. If you're looting and rioting, you're not peaceful. Like what do you, what do they want to happen? You, you're not allowed to break people's shit. You're not allowed to just steal someone's shit. Why are they be okay? Why are they getting away with this? How come they're just being paid off? Facebook leads the industry in stopping bad actors online. That's because they've invested $13 billion in teams and technology to enhance safety over the last five years. It's working. In just the past few months, they've taken down 1.7 billion fake accounts to stop bad actors from doing harm. But working to reduce harmful and illicit content on their platforms is never done. Learn more about how they're helping people connect and share safely at about.fb.com slash safety. These are terrorists. Right. Uh, and I say it once and I say it again, and I don't care if somebody calls me a racist. BLM is a terrorist organization and their supporters should be treated like an invading army. Right, right, right. But see, but see the, the, and this is what I go back mm-hmm. to, see that what they really are is they're useful idiots for these because those those guys that did all that shit, they're going to walk away with, what, some Air Jordans? But the guys who are making real money off this, the real fucking guys who are making money, those those litigators, they're walking away with millions. Yeah. So these fucking idiots are so stupid that they're out there burning shit, flipping tables. They might get some Air Jordans out of it. Mm-hmm. But these motherfuckers who are making the real money based out of Chicago or wherever the hell they are are going to make millions and millions and millions of dollars off of these morons mm-hmm. who are out there flipping tables and burning down businesses, and these BLM guys are going to pat themselves on the back thinking they're affecting change, not realizing that all they're doing is lining the pockets of these litigators. These people are a bunch of stupid idiots not realizing that they're actually feeding the system that they think they're destroying. Wake up, people. You fucking morons are just making it worse. Useful idiots. Mm-hmm. That's what they are. Because those, those litigators that are doing this, they're not for Black Lives Matter. They don't give a fuck about you. These are the very guys who will absolutely lead you into death camps the minute we're in a famine. Mm-hmm. You're going to go first. Believe me. They see you as a liability. They will, and it's, it's just like what happened in Portland. I guarantee you the reason those fires were suddenly set. Notice they, they suddenly flamed up and then suddenly went out. 
I guarantee you that some of those people who went up in flames as that pre- preparation for mass casualties, mm-hmm. that, that dog was wagged. Anyone who's seen that story, seen that movie, knows what I'm talking about. Right. Good old shoe. Got uh, immolated. It was a holocaust, you know. Hmm. Means sacrifice. <laughs> Unbelievable. Yeah. Unbelievable. I mean, it, it's... You, you, you stupid... <laughs> Stupid plebeians, you, you stupid. This is you want to know why the underclass never succeeds because they 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 um they do the same fucking thing every goddamn time. They're emotionally reactive. Mm-hmm. They they do the same thing every single time. They're out there peasants with pitchforks. You do exactly what the ruling classes want you to do every single time, led by emotion. Wake up! Don't give a fuck about you. So if they're telling you to come out and protest, it's because it suits their will. Don't do it. <sighs> Idiots. <laughs> yep. <laughs> if, if it was really a good idea to protest, they wouldn't let you have protest meetings and dates on Facebook. <laughs> I mean, no. Come on. No, I mean, hell, they shut down the Proud Boys off of Facebook. I got kicked off of Facebook. Exactly. I, I got kicked off of Instagram. I got kicked off of TikTok. I mean, it's exactly. like they I'm not allowed to have freedom of speech. I mean, exactly. it, like, you know, it's like, but honestly, that's going to bite them in the ass because if a lot of us are forced to have to go to places where you can't monitor us. I mean, all you're going to do is make us have to go 3D with the shit. Um, right, 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 right. Well, it, look, I mean, people need to be... This is, God, humans are so stupid. If they're telling you that you're allowed to have a meetup for a protest, it means that the protest they're allowing you to have is either something they want you to do or something that's ineffective. Mm-hmm. That's what it means. Yeah, it's like I, you know, I mean, if, if, if if you know Ellen DeGeneres and and all the other you know media stars are telling you to go out and do it, it means that it's something they want you to do. Mm-hmm. It's their aims. Like I, I don't know what, like it's it's almost like it's like you know what it is. It's people don't read history anymore. No, they they don't. It's so stupid. I mean, it's like I sometimes I'm like, why do I even talk? You know, like sometimes I understand why people just take vows of silence and go on the top of mountains and just <laughs> stop talking to people. Mm-hmm. Well, you are you are the high you are a high priestess uh, uh, of uh, of sexiness. So I don't know. You know, now they put me in a fucking jail cell, and I'm like, you know what difference does it make? Mm-hmm. Who cares? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, really? Who cares? It's fine. <laughs> difference does it make yeah uh, you know i'm like at this point i'm a persecuted person i'm like you know figures <laughs> really it's kind of the highest compliment in this society to be a persecuted person yeah i mean really it, yeah i mean it, it means you're 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 so dangerous that they that they're taking you off the board yeah that was really i mean and you know what it's, mm-hmm. it's because of it because I'm like, come on, people! Really, 
I mean, I, 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 and then I think, you know what, I guess it is, because I'm like, I swear to God, I'm like the only fucking person that figured this out. I'm watching the fucking TV going, don't you fuckers see what they're doing? They're shaking you guys down. They're shaking you down. This isn't George Soros. This is fucking Rahm Emanuel and the Obamas shaking these fucking districts down for money. Yeah, but who's behind Rahm Emanuel and the Barack Obama? He, he's behind it. He's a fucking gangster. Rahm Emanuel is the fucking guy. He's a goddamn Chicago gangster litigator. Mm. That motherfucker's dangerous. And guess what? He came out of hiding today, the other day. He was on The Political View mm. talking about how Biden's going to win. And you know what he did at the very end? If you watch it, pull it up on YouTube. He crosses his fingers, both of them. He crosses both his fingers at the very end and waves them around. It looks like he's flipping everybody off. It's hilarious. Mm. I'm like, did anybody catch this? That guy's a dangerous motherfucker. And by the way, I'm not suicidal. So if anybody finds me dead in my jail cell, he's probably the one who did it. All right. Rahm Emanuel's a fucking dangerous dude. He He's powerful enough to have pulled all this shit off. That's that guy, Chicago, Barack Obama, Rahm Emanuel, those guys. Look, they're all fucking attorneys. They, they are the power cabal who could pull this shit off. Them and Joe Biden, absolutely. So how does them, the DNC, yeah? How yeah. does how does this all fit into the whole uh, with China and, and uh, I mean not to get too conspiracy theory, uh, you know, like the the Council on Foreign Relations, the Bilderberg Group. I don't I don't think it I don't think it has anything to do with it. See, I think people like are, are looking way too deep. I think this is just a money grab. I swear to God. And I think people are looking for like some sort of Chinese malevolence and the Council on Foreign Relations. They're they're going they're looking for like this this big bad actor when I really swear to God I think that this was just these guys know that there's money in these pots and they look when our national debt, let's take a look at our national debt, right? Mm-hmm. For 1776 until 2019, it took that long to accrue $11 trillion in debt, right? Right. From 2019 until 2020, that debt went from $11 trillion to $33 trillion. Do you know how rapidly uh, exponential that is? So I think these motherfuckers know that our currency is in uh, – we're in fucking shit creek right now. Mm-hmm. And so I think they saw that and they went, you know what? We need to take as much fucking currency as we can out of – we have friends in all these municipalities. Look, Trump is in the swamp right now, mm-hmm. right? So the monster had to crawl out of the D.C. swamp and it moved. It moved out of that, that central swamp and it moved out into those municipalities. Mm. What did it do? It moved clear across the country. It went from D.C. It moved out to Portland into Seattle. New York, into Chicago, mm-hmm. right? Into into uh, Indianapolis, into Las Vegas. It moved into all these little municipalities where it has buddies. And it said, let's get the money out of those pots. It moved out of D.C. And they said, where do we have friends? Let's get the money there. You have one minute left. Before that money goes away. Yeah, okay. That's what I think. That I swear to God, I think that's what happened. I've been watching this shit closely. I don't think it is a foreign actor at all. I think that this is just a money grab. 
because I think they're scared. I think they're terrified that this currency is going to go down. And I'll tell you why when I call back. Okay. Okay, bye. Wait. And we're back. Hello. Yes. So, I mean, you're talking about China. You're talking about the council foreign relations. You know, and I think that I think people want I think it's too hard for people to want to accept that there's that much rot within our society. Like people want there to be some sort of like malevolent force on the outside that's doing this to us. They don't want to accept that this, that this diversion is happening from within, you know? But that's not it. It's not, it's not George Soros. It's not the Council on Foreign Relations. This is, this is happening from the inside. And the look, I mean, you know, I don't know what to say, except that we had Barack Obama for eight years. He was a malevolent, destructive force from the inside for eight years. He did this. And, 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 and Biden would be a, a part three. Hmm. Same thing. Well, honestly, I, I, it, it, wouldn't it actually be Kamala Harris? Because, I mean, they keep no, saying that oh, no. Joe Biden is going to die within his first year. No, but Biden, but Biden was, was, was Obama's VP. Mm-hmm. So the, 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 the same cabal that came with Obama comes with Biden. Mm-hmm. Harris Harris is a completely untenured, completely um, green senator. Mm-hmm. She'll do whatever they tell her to do. But Biden comes with that same cabal of people that Obama had. That's what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. And if you read Obama's history... I mean, he, he comes with that crew of people. If you read read his history, read um, anything about the guy. That goes back. I mean, his his entire roots are you know he he was fermented in fascism and a hatred of of the United States. He's he's probably the most divisive president we've ever had. We didn't have these problems in this country prior to his presidency. Mm-hmm. This racial hatred that we have right now didn't exist prior to 2008. Mm-hmm. It didn't. This is this is really. I mean, this is a fairly current thing. I've, I'm old enough to remember. So are you? Yeah. So you know, I mean, he he's just he's been an absolute nightmare, and um, and uh, but anyway, so going back to China, switching topics. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if you saw, but. Uh, Pompeo and Esper. Esper's Secretary of Defense right now, right? Mm-hmm. He had uh, previously been a Boeing executive. I don't know how many people know that. Mm-hmm. They together were just in Taiwan. They just sold Taiwan $2.5 billion worth of uh, military defense systems that are Boeing defense systems. Uh, there's three separate systems worth $2.5 billion. China is very displeased by this because China considers Taiwan to be their territory. Right. It's been an ongoing problem since 1949. Um, China has now hit Boeing, Lockheed Martin, and Raytheon with $1.5 billion worth of sanctions. Mm. As a result, Boeing, Raytheon, and Lockheed stock has dropped. Now, I expect them to go back up. It's a good time if you want to purchase stock uh, for either of those three companies. Because I believe uh, Boeing just dropped to one hundred and twenty dollars. Mm-hmm. 
from, I think, 300. Mm-hmm. It's a good time to pick up that stock. It, it'll go back up. They always do. Mm-hmm. That just happened. Um, the U.S. was, as of, I think, this week, uh, participating in a military exercise with Japan in the East China Sea. Uh, that military exercise was, I think, something, I can't remember offhand, for the King Sword. Uh, Putin had had a phone call with, uh, was it Shinzo Abe? I don't, I, I, it's the new, I don't know if it's the new prime minister. You're going to have to look this up. Yeah. I don't have the internet again. Um, whoever is running the parliament now in Japan, during the first uh, U.S. presidential debate, don't quote me on who he had a phone call with, because I don't re- recall offhand. My suspicion was that that phone call had something mm. to do with whose vassal state Japan will be, if mm. there's to be some sort of territorial conflict. Clearly, Japan chose the United States, because we are running a military exercise with them. Also, reported this morning, the U.S. will be... Um, opening a, a, um, oh, I just took, just completely blank, a consulate in the Maldives, in the Indian Ocean, and is working closely with India to share satellite data. Hmm. Because India and China have had um, territorial conflicts on their border, on their shared border, which has resulted in 20 dead uh, Indian soldiers. Now, they've had a lot of territorial conflict on that border for the last, um, uh, I want to say, couple, like five, six years, right? Um, I know that India had been a member of the SEO, the Shanghai Cooperation Organization. I don't know if that still stands. That's something to look up because I don't have that data. That was in 2014. Um, but I know that the U.S. is definitely angling to have more of a partnership with them. Um, so this is something that's happening currently. The, uh, India has, uh, Sri Lanka has had, uh, cooperation with China. China has lent them money. The, uh, you know, I wrote this down earlier. Mm -hmm. So anyway... The U.S. has become increasingly more um, aggressive mm-hmm. in the South and East China Seas. Here's the thing. China has built their navy. I think we've talked about this. Yeah. To be the largest navy in the world. The last time China had the largest navy in the world was uh, in the 1400s. China does not build large navies unless China intends to use them. They're not like us. They don't build large navies to have them on standby. The last time China built the largest navy in the world, they used it, and then they disposed of it. Um, they built the largest treasure fleets in the world. There's a great book called When China Ruled the Seas by Louise Levant. Uh, it's a great book. They built this huge treasure fleet. They went everywhere from Malindi in Africa into Madagascar to up to Taiwan to um, Australia. They did it not only to establish supremacy, but also to root out uh, pirates in the Strait of Malacca that had established themselves there. And they took the 300-ship fleet, the largest were 400 foot in length. Compare that to uh, Christopher Columbus's 
ships that were 85 feet at the most. These ships were 400 feet. They had nine masts and 12 square sails. They were absolutely magnificent. They uh, took these ships from 1405 to 1433, and when they were done with them, they actually disposed of them. Mm. They burned all of them, and they shut their doors to uh, to uh, shipping and, and to that kind of seafaring and uh, focused more on fighting on the Mongolian front in the north. China does that periodically. That's what China does. They open and shut their doors. They focus where they focus, and they do not over... They don't bite off more than they can choose. This is part of the reason they still have a culture after 3,000 years. So um, I don't think that they've built such a large navy because they don't plan to use it. They don't do that. It's not part of what they do. Hmm. So that being said, I don't know if we're planning to go to war, but it sure as hell looks like it. And by the way, I mean, that Taiwan step, that's a, that's a very aggressive move of ours. Hmm. Very aggressive. And nobody's paying attention to it because everybody's worried about COVID and elections and BLM and riots and all this other shit. But uh, a war with China, a maritime war with China would be a very, very disruptive thing for our U.S. supply chain. I mean, is that isn't is that isn't that the reason why we're trying to pull uh like rebuild our um manufacturing over here? I mean, the fact that at, we we don't even make our own aspirin here. Every other country yeah. makes their own fucking aspirin. We don't yeah. even make our we get aspirin from China like what. Wh- uh, we we're not get we obviously are gonna get poisoned. Like how how right. like how is that not a thing yet? How how have they not like say, oh well you know they're using aspirin. Let's just put some like fentanyl in that shit and you know give some of these uh, retards some ha- heart attacks. Right. And right, be right, like right. Wh- well, be I mean, like whoops. And, and this is and this is why you know what I think what Trump has been doing is this phenomenal in terms of bringing pharmaceutical manufacturing back and and this is why it's disgusting that people would even oppose it mm-hmm. <laughs> because it's, it's really short-sighted to be opposed to having uh, those kinds of partnerships either you have a completely you know I mean we're, we're paying you know for example let's talk about the Affordable Care Act for for, a, for example mm-hmm. um, it, you know I watched part of uh, you know, they were trying to, when they did the uh, Amy uh, Coney Barrett, you know, they were doing the, uh, whatever they call that. Or the confirmation. Right? The confirmation. Right. Hearing. Yeah, the confirmation yeah. hearing. Yeah. And they, they were trying to shame her about, oh, this family won't be able to afford insurance. And I thought, well, the problem is, you know, the real problem is the cost of health care, not, not insurance. Insurance isn't the problem. Obamacare was a giveaway to the insurance companies. It had nothing to do with health care. So I guess Japan had had a similar problem, but in Japan, um, you know, they are the the home of Six Sigma manufacturing and the home of the five Ys and Kaizen studies. And, you know, I used to do a lot of that when I worked in, in, uh, manufacturing engineering. And so one of the first things you do is you get to the root cause of the problem. Mm -hmm. So the root cause of the problem in this country 
isn't that people don't have insurance. The root cause is the, the, the fact that the cost of care is too expensive. Right. So they had the same problem in Japan, and so what they did was they they got to the cost of, of care. So I guess now the cost of their care is something like one-fifteenth of what it had been with the same quality of care. Mm-hmm. And it, it has nothing to do with making sure people have insurance. It has everything to do with making sure that the cost of care is is uh, reduced. That's what we should be working on as a country, mm-hmm. not making sure that everybody has insurance, clearly, right? Right. right. And, uh, you know, and I think I don't think anybody really has a problem with that. I think that, <laughs> I, you know, so, I mean, the idea that the Affordable Care Act needs to be passed is ridiculous. And I don't think any conservative out there doesn't want people to have health care. They just don't want to pay for overpriced health insurance for other people. Right. Right. So, but we, you know, again, we're muddying the field here. This is this is the problem because everything's become so illogical, and so emotional, mm-hmm. and so you know, un, it's impossible to you know have these conversations. Um, so, uh, and Japan was able to handle this, mm-hmm. you know, because they they handled it with logic and with reason, and uh, you know, and I think Amy Coney Barrett did a did a very nice job getting through that confirmation hearing, but uh, she's going to have a tough road ahead because we're, we're you know, this country is just—I mean, it's become—it's become a hell of irrationality, is what it's become. It's become a, uh, just a country of very, very stupid people <laughs> running very stupid things, mm-hmm. um, and you know, I mean, questions of health insurance as opposed to health care. Um, and, and, you know, a lot of it is because we have to do things like import everything. We have to import uh, health, uh, you know, masks, and we have to import plastics, and we have to import uh, every single medicine. Mm-hmm. Because in the 70s and 80s, we had a bunch of very few You have one minute left. ...who didn't think about what the long-term, uh, you know, what would happen long-term if we weren't manufacturing anything. Mm-hmm. So, so now, yeah, look at us. 30 years later, we're a mess. We're a third world country as a result. This is what happened. What do you know? Right. So, anyway, I'll, I can call back. Yes. Let me call back. All right. All right. We're back. Hello. Hello. Yes. Yeah, I, you know, it, I mean, it's one of these things, you know, this is... You know, people are vilifying China right now. But right. like I told you, I'm learning Chinese. Mm-hmm. And people want people really want to vilify China, but it's our fault we exported our manufacturing there. Yes. The people who did this in the 70s and 80s, people like Joe Biden and people who made those decisions are to blame. The, the, the American people who made the decisions to export our manufacturing are to blame, not the Chinese. And, you know, and I'll say that until I'm blue in the face because people want to want to blame the Chinese, but they were smart because they were happy to take the work. And it's our fault for letting them have it. Yeah. You know, and it, like it, everybody wants to blame them. And I'm like, hey, you know what? They saw the big picture after World War Two. You me, have one minute left. Oh, oh sorry. Time to go. I'll, I'll, I'm going to leave on this note, but after World War II, what made us wealthy was the fact that our manufacturing had not been destroyed and Europe's had. 
So we blew it. What what books are you reading? I am reading, I recommend getting this book. Mm -hmm. When China Ruled the Seas by Mm -hmm. Louise Levant. Mm -hmm. Get that book if you want to understand China's naval history. It is just wonderful. I highly recommend that book. Okay. Great book. Yep. It's a wonderful book. And then also... Any of the books, I, I highly recommend studying uh, Chinese writing. Any of the books by Tuttle. Mm-hmm. If you want to understand the Chinese brain, start to start to study Chinese. It, you know what? It, it's just a great language. Highly recommend it. Okay. So I love you guys. Thank you for everything. Thank you. Thank Louis. you for using security. Love you. Goodbye. Love you. Bye. <laughs> yeah, and that was Mercedes Carrera with her weekly uh, call. Uh, you can help support, uh, you know, these calls by uh, making a donation. Um, I will leave a link there. Or you could please uh, do that also by buying the books mentioned here. Just uh, click the link in the description and uh, I'll have an Amazon link and you could just buy through me. And uh, yeah, so that will ensure that this uh, goes out because the money I, I get from this, it goes to pay for the calls because it cost me like $18 for a call this long, a little more, you know, for me to do longer calls. Also, uh, you know, it cost me like $11 a month. So that way I could remaster uh, the show. So that way the sound comes out uh, normal. So... <clears throat> You can help me out by doing that. So that way we could, I can continue bringing Mercedes Carrera to you weekly. And uh, yeah, so uh, again, thank you for listening. Please tell your friends and family. Uh, feel free and share the show, share the video, however you are watching or listening to this podcast. And as always, from my house to your house, mahalo. Uh, that's the end of my show, donk. Facebook leads the industry in stopping bad actors online. That's because they've invested $13 billion in teams and technology to enhance safety over the last five years. It's working. In just the past few months, they've taken down 1.7 billion fake accounts to stop bad actors from doing harm. But working to reduce harmful and illicit content on their platforms is never done. Learn more about how they're helping people connect and share safely at about.fb.com safety. Gearheads know that some projects need so many parts, it feels like you need a whole storage unit just to store them. That's what eBay Motors' 122 million parts are for. Think of it as your virtual parts garage. They've always got the right fitment at the right prices. Use the eBay Motors app or visit ebaymotors.com. Let's ride.